0: Hey Armin, got a question for you, man. Okay, Frank, fire off. Hey, uh, how do I turn this keg into a six pack?
1: Okay, good question, man. That's what we're going to cover on today's show how to get a six pack. Stay tuned. Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Welcome to the nsp nutrition show i'm armin Eckelbarger.
0: and i'm frank mills and we have a great show for you today uh today armin and i will be talking about how vince approached ab training and also not you know this is not for the faint of heart organ meat food okay so we're going to be talking about that and how it can impact you so a lot a lot of good information welcome to the nsp nutrition show uh, Armin, let's get right into this, um, you know, ab training. How did Vince approach ab training?
1: Okay, well, um, the way he he had this different things that he wanted to emphasize when he was talking about how to work the abs. And so he had more mm-hmm. of a facts and myths kind of statement. Um, and so that was one of the things I found kind of unique you know, from the things I've read. Uh, And I also bought the the, uh, six-week ab program that he put together, and it was very interesting.
0: All right, so I'm going to be Sergeant Joe Friday. Let's start with just the facts. Uh, What would that be?
1: (laughs) All right, like, um, you know, for one, the reality of it from uh, Vince's standpoint was, you know, the only function of the abdominals is to shorten the distance between the pelvic basin All right. And then you have the insertion, which is at the sternum. That's the Mm -hmm. origin of the abs. So, yeah, it's just a short range of motion. You want to tighten that area up so it uh, stays firm all the time.
0: Okay, okay.
1: So part of that, though, we'll see. Now, part of that uh is he was uh, very uh, emphatic about doing sit-ups. And so he would say, well, sit-ups only work the psoas major muscle on. So don't do them okay
0: so no sit-ups and so what does yeah. the was it you said the psoas
1: major uh so what does that do Soas major yeah <laughs> okay so as all right major. so okay. yeah this this muscle um helps to arch the back both in the supine position and in the standing position so okay as an example um okay so all that being said it's located in the lower lumbar region all right you know the spine and so it extends throughout the pelvis uh to the femur so what this muscle does is it helps you to raise your leg up when you're standing and also bring your leg towards you and that's the purpose of it uh so it, it's it's you know, because it comes from the hip joint and so when people do a sit-up, in Vince's viewpoint based on the mechanics of it that's all it was really at work and it was the as major muscle and so he felt like you're not getting anything in the ab area so he's like you know you gotta understand you know the the whole biomechanics of how the muscles are operating
0: that's pretty interesting yeah i really didn't know that i only thought well i guess a lot of people that do sit-ups think that it works most of your abs or all of your ab areas that's pretty interesting uh all right so what other facts do you have for us
1: all right. So high reps and doing daily abdominal workouts, mm-hmm. uh, and Vince, in Vince's position, he felt that re- would result in loss of muscle tissue and tone. And mm-hmm. so he felt like anybody was just with it with less than two years of training. If they did that, it was going to cost them putting on muscle size. Uh, and he was pretty, uh, pretty vague about it, um, from just basically his knowledge of dealing with abdominal work. Hmm.
0: All right. So why, why did he feel that way? Um, did he have any information with that?
1: Yeah. So like when you do like a a lot of high reps and you're, you're working that muscle, Uh the thing is, is, you know, according to events, you know, the DOM work will cause a lot of nerve shock to the nerve cluster, uh, which is kind of considered the second brain or Mm -hmm. the solar plexus. Okay. So now the solar plexus is, it's found in the, the, in the pit of the stomach so it's in the you know just below the the, the chest area and okay. so and it's it's in front of the orders where it's located and it's part of the sympathetic nervous system and it plays an important role in the functioning of, of the stomach the kidneys the liver and your overall adrenal glands so he felt because it would impact that it would also impact the, the, the processes of how you're going to put on muscle tissue by overstimulating that area Wow,
0: this Vince guy uh, really was <laughs> diving, I mean, just diving deep into this stuff. Uh, it's amazing.
1: All right, so what oh, else yeah. you got
0: for us, Armin?
1: Well, the other thing was, is you know, Vince's viewpoint was you got to get rid of the fat around the abdominal area before you really start considering working the, the abs. He's mm-hmm. uh, just like, you know, you, you just don't start working an area that you can't even hardly move because of the fat around the area. So that was one thing as well. And then, you know, workouts with the minimum of rest between sets, you know, it helps to speed up the metabolic rate. And so these were some of the facts that, you know, in his six week abdominal course, in which I've done myself. So, you know, doing short rest intervals is going to help the metabolic rate for you, uh, not doing long rest periods. So that's another key thing that, that he felt pretty, pretty strongly about.
0: Okay, cool. All right. So we talked about the facts. What are some of the myths that are out there?
1: Well, one of them is is people think um, doing abdominal exercises is going to cause the fat to go away. It's, mm-hmm. So it's not a fat emulsifier. So and people still think that today because they're working the area, they think something's going to happen there. Right. And that you know just because you're working it doesn't mean you're burning fat in that immediate area. So that was one thing he was pretty pretty emphatic about. Then along with that, you know when you arch your back to engage the abs. All it's really doing again when you're doing that arch like that you're just stretching the abs you're not really doing anything to affect the abs in a positive way you're just stretching them and he's not a big fan of stretching the abdominal area you want to keep it short and tight so mm-hmm. it keeps everything in place and get, you know it will help you with your lower back as well but, you know because the abs and the stomach push and pull with each other okay Hmm. interesting and on interesting. top of that yeah and then on top of that you know the abdominal exercises do not produce a small waste. No. <laughs> you know, you're, you're tightening the area up, but you know, what produces a small waste is your nutrition side, because you got to get that, that stuff off the sides and in the front. So that's, what's going to produce a smaller waste. Um, and then the other thing was, is you, 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 need to work the abdominal muscles like any other muscle versus people think they have to work the abs a different way. And they have all these different and unique strategies on how to work the abdominals to get to look and he just, you know, he's like that you don't have to do that. That's a myth. And mm-hmm. he just wanted to, you want to make sure that point was made.
0: Okay. So you named off quite a few, are there more?
1: Well, yeah. So oh. you know, and on top of that, uh, you know, a lot of people think if you eat fat, you're going to get fat and that's not the case. Okay. Yeah. You know, if you eat fat the right way, you're actually going to burn more fat. So and then Vince do this from his nutrition strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one would be you know people would lose side bends all the time, and you know, Vince says you know your side bends do not reduce the waistline. In fact, he felt like it would develop more muscle, and he he didn't he didn't recommend it to anybody. Now I don't really know how much muscle you're going to develop with side bends, but he was just not a big fan of that at all. Right. Um, right. And on top okay. of that, you know, yeah, side bends. and so on top of that, then any kind of workout speeds up the metabolic rate. And no, that's not the case because if you're working out slow and steady and taking long rest periods, you're not going to have benefit the metabolic processes of burning energy. So that's why he always want to have a fast pace But some people think because they're out there doing something,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, that they're going to get, they're going to get the effect of the abdominals just because they are being more active. And that's not really the case.
0: Interesting. And then,
1: finally yeah no kidding so then finally when you're on a weight gaining diet and you're trying to put on more mass or you're eating more uh you know you don't really you don't you don't train the abs people think they need to train their abs when they're doing that and it's not necessary again you just need to strengthen the area up when you when you need to and so with that being said vince felt like you know training your abs for six weeks was more than enough i mean you could train them longer but more than enough to get them to where you wanted them if you knew how to eat right and then he had his own regimen about how to train him gotcha
0: gotcha wow a lot of good information um you said you did the six-week abdominal course did you have any takeaways from that
1: oh yeah good question and you know i was pretty impressed with it because i've done a lot of different stuff for abs over the years Mm because there's so much stuff that you run across you know doing a twisting and you know these different things that people are doing to think they're stimulating the area. Um, But when you, if you do the the six-week abdominal course, what you're gonna learn is you need to understand how to burn fat, which he addresses. So you can do like, you know, he'll do it in the course. You you can also look at the maximum definition diet as another strategy. If you're gonna try to lean out, get get a six pack, get your abs where you want them. Or like what I also like to do, because I do it long-term versus a Mm -hmm. short-term strategy is the carb cycling where I'm getting the body to burn fat throughout the day and then reload the carbohydrates as needed just to replenish the muscles and the liver. So that I'm constantly burning fat as my main energy source and then using the carbohydrates to help, you know, get that energy where I needed. Right. And I right. you know, I feel like when I was doing it, the thing that I like the most is when you're when you're doing this kind of stuff and you're dieting hard, you know, you have these cravings and these, you know, your energy levels can change.
0: And I didn't have any of
1: that Hmm. because I was, you know, because of of doing the diet where you're burning fat. So you're actually have good energy and it's not as big a deal to to train your stomach. And of course, it's never easy to train your stomach. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be just by following the way he did it. And so it made a lot of sense to me. I was, uh, I was pretty impressed with it. Um, But, um, you know, after that, in, in the manual, he really focuses on, um, you know, getting the fat, fat off the belly because mm-hmm. you can't work the area if you have a layer of fat there. Right. And then he has different exercises that again, are designed to help shorten the amp wall. Um, which, you know, when I, there's not, there's only a handful of them and they are very effective. So you don't need this elaborate, uh, choices of abdominal exercises. You really don't it worked. So I was really impressed. I didn't have to learn a whole lot. It was you know, basically five or six different movements you had total. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were all effective. And he, he actually combines them as you get more experience with the exercises over that six week period. Hmm. Um, and the other thing that was a huge takeaway to me was you, know, you do not train abs every day. And it's just not beneficial. And also, you know, the way he explained it is like, you know, if you want to lose muscle tissue, then go ahead and train your hands every day. Just be, Again, like we mentioned with the, um, the, the, the solar plexus area that it, it overstimulates. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. You know, it's funny is the first thing that I thought of as you began this last topic is uh, you're talking about all the all of the different movements. And, you know, I, I'm an older guy. And for all you older guys out there. You remember the machine that had the belt that went around your waist and it would just shake and, people oh, stand yeah, and yeah, lean yeah. that people thought that that would narrow your waist back in the day and everybody, you know, would do that um, and and
1: thinking that would be
0: <laughs>
1: a way to lower the waistline. So, Yeah, remember those. So, um uh, they didn't last, they didn't last too long, but there's several <laughs> gyms I was in. They had them in there. I mean, you know, every, somebody would walk up and use it for a few minutes and then walk away, but it was like, <laughs> uh, what the hell, you know, yeah, it's, that's it's a funny. wild machine too on top of that.
0: <laughs> All right. So to get back on track here, what about the sets and the reps in abdominal
1: work? So that's another thing is Vince is like, you don't need to do, you know, a whole lot of volume for your abdominals, which I like that too because yeah. it made it easier to to imp- implement my workout. So, okay. um, so with it, you know Vince was not opposed to training your abdominals, you know, a couple times or multiple times a day. Right. But you got to give it a full day of rest, to let the nervous system catch back up. So he he was okay with that. Which you know, if you want to continue to learn and, and focus on the movements, then that's mm-hmm. fine. So he had no problem with that but you know, when it came to the reps, he only had, you know, a set of 10 reps. It wasn't a long, extensive amount of reps, um, because his focus was not so much. The repetitions is more than, than you hold and squeeze the abdominal area. Right. So right. as an example, you, know, when you came back, so his, one of his favorite exercises was called a consymmetric crunch. Okay. So the consymmetric crunch, which is, um, it's in the uh, nsp um, video section too and then also okay. with with the, my elite exact method program there's a sample video that of how it works but okay. this constant crunch as you come back okay you take you take a small breath and you exhale as you come forward so you're basically taking the elbows to the knees and then you hold so the the repetition the tempo that was used was like a four count coming back so you bring the elbow you're laying back keep your flat back you keep your flat back the whole time that was nothing it was very important mm-hmm. so you come back as far as you can uh, okay. comfortably then you're going to exhale as you bring the elbows to the knees you want to kind of crisscross them and you don't pull on the neck you just have your hands behind your head you don't pull on it okay that's another important thing to know but on this constant crunch you bring it together breathe out and then hold up through a six count and you Know your first couple of reps, no big deal, but once you start getting to seven, eight, nine, and 10, you got a really intense burn. So, and he didn't really advocate more than you know 10 sets of 10 would be uh, the most he would advocate for as far as if you're gonna need, if you felt like you need that much volume, right? But, right, uh, you know, when I did it, um, you know, I mean, it was extremely effective and I didn't do that much volume on it, um, well, so well,
0: right, right, yeah, I, and you know if anybody has any doubts if you see any pictures of vince he's ripped his abs look terrific right
1: yeah yeah So well, if, you, uh, if yeah if you dissect his pictures on on his abs they were very you know his stomach was very flat the abs were in you know very flush with the lower pelvic area so he mm-hmm. knew how to nail the lower ab which a lot of people don't know how to do but his exercises his abdominal book hit that area very effectively mm-hmm. um i was pretty surprised how effective it was. Um, but yeah, you know, he had everything. And again, he was lean, but he had it chiseled in very well. So you could see everything very clearly. Uh, unlike you know, today's bodybuilders, a lot of times they have bulging stomachs, even though they right. you, they have a etching of the six pack, they're not, you know, flat and sucked in. And he was probably one of the first ones that advocated doing a vacuum, mm-hmm. where you'd suck the stomach up into the rib cage. Um, because you could, because you were so lean and because of the flexibility of abdominals at that point. So he was a big, uh, you know, he's a big proponent of people doing that from what I could tell.
0: Interesting. Well, you mentioned that you had tried it. What was your experience? How did it work for you?
1: So in the, uh, six week abdominal course, you know, he explains all of his philosophies about abs, kind of like we've covered some of it, but not everything in detail. Sure. So he explains that. And then he also has a nutrition side that comes with it, but then he progresses you over the six weeks period. So the first week you're just spent just doing vacuums. You're practicing how to, uh, control the stomach. So, you, and th- those are, you do those kind of, you do those standing up. So that's all you mm-hmm. do for the first week and you do a lot of them. Okay. Cause you're learning how to control the muscles. Mm-hmm. And then after that, the next week he goes into consent, the consometric crunch. And then after that, he goes into the, what I call the ab wall, uh, the the ab leg raise. And Mm -hmm. he has a very unique strategy to the leg raise, which gets that lower ab very well. And then you combine those with, you do them together like a superset. And then uh, he progresses to another level where you're holding onto the bench and you're, you're holding your abs tight and you just raise your legs all the way up towards the, uh, as close as you can towards your head and you lower them mm-hmm. down at a really slow, again, a slow pace and pause. You don't let the legs come all the way to the bottom. And again, this whole time you keep your back flat and then it comes back up. And that was pretty brutal. Uh, when you, And again, we're not doing a lot of volume here, but right. you can just feel this, the stomach just burning. And you know, so when it comes to the contest, I feel like my abs are as good as anybody else's. And again, I only did six weeks of prep on them so i the guys do they do a lot longer they'll do 10 12 weeks of prep wow. i didn't need to so that was uh that was pretty handy for me and it was very effective so uh you know i would re- definitely recommend it if anybody's really um, um well if you're wanted to make some changes and, and you've leaned out okay then this is a good way to go
0: so you absolutely recommend it
1: yeah sorry absolutely (laughs) recommend
0: okay i'm sorry that i I know that was terrible that was terrible uh all right Armin. great segment uh stand by here for a quick word from nspnutrition.com and uh and i will be right
1: back nsp nutrition was founded by vince geronda during bodybuilding's golden era Vince wanted to supply his members with unique and nationally sourced supplements that would help accelerate their progress. NSP Nutrition stocks some of the same products it did when it first began in 1972. And you can discover our entire range of supplements and products at nspnutrition.com. Just use the code NSPSHOW at the checkout and save 10% on your first order. Hey, welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger.
0: And I'm Frank Mills, and we're going to get right into organ meat uh, or organ meat foods. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't know a lot about it because I, I, I think back in the old days it was probably more popular. It's still popular oh, yeah. in certain areas now. Uh, you know, you always heard the thing like, uh, I got to eat my liver and stuff like that, right? When you're a kid. But. Oh, yeah. um, I guess we should start, what are organ meats or organ meat foods, Armin?
1: Yeah. Um, in a nutshell, there are uh, several different types of organs that, um, you know, some are better known than others. So, mm-hmm. you know, some of the obvious ones is the, the liver, the heart, and I've had both of those myself. Mm-hmm. Kidneys, I can't really tell you on that one.
0: Yeah, Brain,
1: <laughs> uh, you know, I know I've always seen it at the grocery store when I was little but um you know just the thought of eating that was a little tough for me right then you got tongue which uh, my mom made that and yeah and I was kind of I was kind of mixed on that but you know again, I was a kid I'm looking at this tongue that you buy in the store and I'm saying oh my god you know but she you know she would cook it and it wasn't bad when you're eating it but you just look at it say right right <laughs> then you have the uh, the sweetbreads so we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that if you're not familiar with it and okay. then tripe. So those are your kind of your main categories of organ meats.
0: Okay. So I've heard of all of those except for sweet breads. Cause when you say sweet breads, the first thing I think of is bread that is sweet, but I have a feeling yeah. that's not what you're talking about. So what are sweet breads?
1: Yeah, I was, uh, I was kind of thrown off of that one too. Okay. Uh, I didn't really never know it was called that, but, um, so I guess what the way it came about as historians, um, the way they they would eat when they would eat this is it we had a sweet taste to it, oh. uh, richer than sweeter than compared to you know, the other type, typical meat. So you know, probably it's probably good tasting. When uh, they they called it bread, in the sense, that it was from the English word for flesh, which is spelled B R A or E A D. So that's that's the English term. So it kind of came from from that context, oh. well, what the what the R is there, you know, it's the thymus gland, uh, the pancreas glands of animals. So and because it's located in the throat or the gullet. Uh, so that's, you know, that's how I got it. That's another part of where, where it come from. But they called it that in the sense of the taste of it. Um, and then because of the English, uh, English terminology for mm-hmm. it. but, you know, in a nutshell, what you're typically trying to get here is just thymus gland uh and you know we have a thymus gland too that over time uh degenerates and so anytime you can keep that gland working at a high level uh that's a good thing uh so a lot of thought process would be eat the sweetbreads. it would help that gland so that's another thing that you know you can look it up and do some research on it but i just never had uh you know, those types of uh, that that i'm aware of anyways from my parents but i've never had that so i couldn't really tell you much about that one
0: <laughs> yeah me either but you know a lot of these things depending on what country you're in or what restaurant you go to a lot of these are delicacies that you pay a lot of yeah. money for um so you know it's very interesting that you bring this up very educational i had never heard of sweetbread myself in that context oh, maybe, yeah. um One thing that you did bring up, um, that I'm sure a lot of people maybe might not know what it is, is tripe. So why don't you let people know what tripe is?
1: (laughs) All right. So (laughs) tripe refers to, you know, basically been for like beef, especially, but to the stomach. Mm So it includes any stuff in the stomach. Um, but it can come from cattle. It can come from sheep, deer, antelope, you know, any type of animal. Um, period but the word tripe comes from uh, the spanish word tripus um so it, it refers to a culinary dishes produced from any animal with a stomach so it's basically eating the animal's stomach
0: <laughs> right right and you know a lot of people have to understand that how this evolved was back in the day you didn't waste anything um you yeah.
1: know nose to tail nose right. to tail that was what I they mean, did you that. found a
0: way to either use it or eat it so um, I think that's how a lot of this has started to come about and maybe even back a lot of people are kind of curious about it but let's get into what the benefits are of organ meats because there are
1: some right yeah I mean the, there's there's several benefits I mean they're high in protein okay which is a good thing and if you're mm. looking for an additional protein that's an easy fix um, but they help with um when you're eating, they get good iron absorption from them, uh help control your appetite, uh, retain the muscle mass because of that. Uh and you know, it's easier and cheaper to well, I don't know if it's easier, but it's cheaper to buy these types of meats um than you know other other foods and it, it can help with reducing food waste. So that's some of the other benefits to it. Uh but they're also particularly high in B vitamins, uh, you know. B12, which is really important for, you know, your amino acid methylation, when you're recycling your amino acids uh, and folate, that's another one that does that, uh, they're also rich in minerals, Mm. uh, including like magnesium, selenium, which is good for testosterone, zinc, which is good for testosterone, uh, which, you know, that's always a good thing. Important fat soluble vitamins. Like you're going to get vitamins A, D and E that, you know, a lot of people don't get because they don't eat that kind of food and vitamin K. And we know we need vitamin K to help. Put uh, well K two anyways to help push the the calcium into the bones and not to their arteries. So that's another nice feature there. And uh, you know, again, like I mentioned before, they're just an excellent source of protein that uh, can complement your your meal plan. Now, you know, obviously you need to get with a, a chef that knows how to cook these and make it more palatable um, when you're considering this. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Well, a couple of things that you mentioned, I've had. I've had the beef tongue. It's very good, uh, depending Mm -hmm. on how it's prepared. And the same with tripe. Tripe's actually very good, again, depending on how it's prepared. But, you know, I'm kind of curious, but I do have a guess. What is the, out of all the organ meats, which would be the healthiest? And I kind of have a guess, but uh, can you tell us maybe which one it is?
1: What do you think it is, Frank?
0: (laughs) Well, growing up and just by my age range i'm 60 and going backwards liver and onions man that was like uh, <laughs> one of the staples at the dinner table so I, I i would say liver i would have that as my guess
1: yeah i was raised with that too and you just don't see or hear much about it anymore no uh, even in the grocery stores you don't you don't see much of it but yeah it's one of the you know, it's one of the healthier choices um you know again we've talked about beef liver before so mm-hmm. i'm not going to get into a repeat dissertation on it but you right. know beef liver is high in protein it's uh, it helps the liver it helps you about the liver so just a tremendous amount of benefits from that and that's probably the one that most people can relate to because they probably had it in their lifetime outside of like the hearts you know i used right. to eat chicken hearts i kind of like those <laughs> and then chicken livers, uh, i like those too i thought yeah, they were pretty yeah. good
0: had yeah, a friend of mine from England said liver makes me quiver. He, he didn't like it. So <laughs> he wouldn't go near it at all. He's like, no, nah, I had to grow up eating that. I'm not eating it for the rest of my life. Uh, anyway. All right. So okay. for all the organ meats that are out there, if liver is the healthiest, right? That would be the best one. Yeah. Um, a mm, lot of yeah. people worry about their health, what they're eating. What about cholesterol? Is there any cholesterol issues, depending on the organ meat you eat?
1: Well, yeah. Um, basically the research says that organ meats are high in cholesterol. Yes, mm-hmm. they are. Now with that being said, what, what I think it means, a lot of people need to understand when it comes to cholesterol. Cause I think even Vince knew about this too, but he just didn't like getting into it with people. Cause they would just be repeating <laughs> the same thing over and over. Right. But, you know cholesterol is produced by your liver okay so it's going to regulate your liver's you know, body's personal cholesterol production so if you're eating cholesterol and ingesting it then the liver doesn't need to make more cholesterol it just allows you to use the cholesterol you're eating and you do need cholesterol for your hormones to help rebuild cells you, you need those fats to keep your hormones working at a high level and that's probably why we had our ancestors that live so long is because they were eating these kind of foods, uh, because of what it does. And I Mm -hmm. I think they kind of knew that, you know, for example, like when wolves a pack of wolves kill an animal, they don't eat the flesh, the same thing with lions too. And if you watch any, if you ever seen anything on Mm -hmm. TV, where they are attacking an animal, they go for the organs, first and foremost, that's what they feed off of that's until that's done, then they slowly feed on the flesh. So, right, uh, you know, that's just something to kind of keep in mind just from a natural perspective, how how you know everything evolves, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. So unless you have some kind of a medical condition, you know, you're born with it or something regarding cholesterol, kind of keep in mind that yes, it has cholesterol, but and the second thing you're eating as well, your body can help regulate cholesterol. Now I'm sure people are going to go, why well, my I got high cholesterol, so I you know they're going to throw it under the bus potentially, right? But they right. also need to understand that. Cholesterol is also caused by carbohydrates and other food sources as well. So it's not just one food source is doing this. Right. So kind of keep that in mind, just making that quick comment.
0: <laughs> well, the one thing that that I think a lot of people, and I remember as a kid going back in time, was sometimes it was the taste, of depending on maybe which one it was, but it was also mm-hmm. the texture. So what about the taste? how how did you feel about that
1: well like for me uh, it was it, it has a strong taste i mean mm-hmm. when you first treat your first bite of liver and and the, <laughs> it has a u- unique texture as well right. and i right. guess that depends on how it's cooked you know right. my mom when she cooked it i didn't i didn't really like like it that well it was it was actually kind of dry it's what i mm-hmm. remember she had the right. onions in there and the the sauce and that kind of stuff you know right. a little type of sauce but um it does have a strong, and distinct flavor, so it, you 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 know you, you would get used to it. Would be my my opinion on it. But what they kind of suggest on that is, if you're concerned about it, just combine some of it with the other meats you're cooking. You mm-hmm. know, maybe make it into a stew or or something like that, so you can get it into the to your dietary uh, palate if you'd like, and do it that way versus just trying to you know eat something by itself and looking at it and you're getting all this wild imagination going about what it's going to do in your stomach. So, um, that's, some, that's some input that, like anything else, I want to take that with a grain of salt, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and that is true, Armin, because, uh, you know, back in the day, you know, in the Wild West or even before, they would make wilderness stew, and a lot of people would take different parts of whatever animal they yeah. had and, you know, you have to think if you eat a wing or a thigh or a breast of a chicken, they're all kind of different, but they're the same. Oh, yeah. And depending on what type of sauce or what kind of flavor or seasoning you put in and you put them all together in a stew, you're really not going to know what you're eating. And yeah. it probably tastes pretty darn good. So it just makes sense. So, right? I mean, so... I'm yeah, kind of curious so, yeah. about your experience. I mean, ha- have have you had some experiences? Maybe you can share with us because I know I have a couple too.
1: Well, I don't. You know, the only experiences I have is just when I was a kid and mm-hmm. eating it, and I didn't mind eating the hearts and the livers. You know, my mom used to got that from the chi- you know from the chickens, and then right. we'd have the tongue, then we'd have the liver. And she tried to make that kind of once a week kind of thing. We always dreaded it. So, but we just bury it in the mashed potatoes and uh, just kind of hide it that way. (laughs) You take, you put the mashed potatoes, you load it up and then it's kind of wrapped. It's all surrounded by the mashed potatoes and you you kick it back and just chew. And because we were, you know, probably like yourself in our day, you had to clean your plate. You need to clean your plate. Well, you got to sit there a while until you clean your plate. And we didn't have any dogs or any pets that we could, you know, throw under the table with, so we had to kind of just rough it.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. A lot of the experience I had was in the wilderness side of things. My dad was a big hunter and we'd be Mm -hmm. out and you know, gosh, gosh, whatever we got, whether it was elk or deer or wild boar or whatever, a lot of that stuff we did repurpose and eat and save or freeze or whatever. And Mm -hmm. uh you know, depending on what it was, it had different textures, it had different flavors, but I always found that I enjoyed the the wild animals, the wilderness animals, much more than the store-bought stuff that we bought. Um, it's just a different kind of flavor and different textures, and I enjoyed the outdoor animals much more. Uh, did you get to experience yeah, well, anything from like the wilderness?
1: You know a little bit, but um, you know as a as a kid, you're just you're kind of you're just focused on where it came from, what it is. Now, sometimes my mom cooked stuff we didn't know, and then it was no big deal. But if we walked walked up to the skillet and it was being cooked, you're like, oh no, man, that's what we're gonna (laughs) have today. So you're like, oh man. Right. So you kind of dread it, but you know your parents have your best intentions. It's just that you know they just when you see it then you have this like when she had the tongue you know laying out there on the counter you know, it was like oh my god yeah yeah well the other I mean, thing i could lady... handle liver that was you know, that's kind of a smooth <laughs> looking textured piece of meat that's right. like a typical piece of meat but that tongue, around the you know, before she had it sliced up it was like ah oh, jeez.
0: right it's just laying there yeah there's big tongue laying there yeah yeah well depending on how you cook it or if if maybe this show has piqued your interest in wanting to try it. I'm sure there's tons of recipes online that you can find or try or head out to a nice restaurant or somewhere and have somebody else prepare it maybe and give it a shot. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. I, I'm not afraid to try anything. I've tried it all. Um, down here in Florida, we seem to have everything from, you know, from venison to gator or whatever. So, you know, you can try a lot of different things, but, I would encourage you to be a bit daring and try it. I mean, uh, you know, if it's good for you, well, why not take a shot at it, right?
1: Yeah, there, there's de- uh, there's definite benefits. I mean, our ancestors evolved eating all that. And so, you know, we just, the times that we grew up, things have changed, you know, everything's so much more commercialized, but back in the day, and, you know, I just think eating wild game, it's really good food. I and mean, every time I get that, I really enjoy yeah. eating it. I mean, it has a good taste to it. You know, it's leaner. I mean, cause it's, you know, they eat the, the natural environment. Uh, so you don't have the additives and all the other things that would come with it with, you know, commercially raised uh, animals. So, mm-hmm. you know, it definitely has a lot of good benefits to it. The, the biggest thing is, is convenience, uh, how to cook it, things like that. But yeah, if you wanted to kind of change things up and, and, and increase your pile a little bit, then you can look at the uh, benefits of just trying different organ meats and put it into the, uh, into the flow.
0: And I'm sure there are sites out there that already have it pre-prepared for you to just to cook so that you don't have to deal with the, uh, yeah,
1: the it looks, could be yeah.
0: <laughs> the feel, whatever. Uh, so, you know, I, I would encourage everybody to try it out because I think a, a lot of it too, Armin, don't you think it's like the mental picture that you put up like when you say beef tongue that doesn't sound very appetizing but if you've had it and depending again on how it's prepared it's actually pretty darn good
1: yeah and i had i one time i had it, it was really good and you know i knew it knew it was having everything i was a little little uh, you know my mom just didn't make it real good but right. i've had it, it was made really well and it's like yeah, right. it's it's really good but yeah, you got the psychological factor, so keep that in mind. But just also keep in mind that, you know, if you're okay with trying it, there's a lot of good benefits to it, and it's, it's still probably going to make you feel pretty good after you have it, so, and your body it knows how to digest it, so.
0: Absolutely. Well, um, Armin, a great show, a lot of great content, uh, really interesting stuff. I appreciate all the great
1: information. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Hey, no problem, and uh, looking forward to doing it again next week.
0: Awesome. Well, everybody, so, make sure that you check out NSPNutrition.com. Uh, I got my hoodie on order. should be here tomorrow. So check out the hoodies, the supplements, a lot of great stuff on NSPNutrition.com. So check it out.
1: All right. And then, you know, we'd really like to get some, which we're, we have been getting, is other questions and suggestions for different topics that you guys and gals have an interest in. You know leave it in the comment section and then you know we'll consider that and that's how the uh, organ meat thing came up was we had a mm. suggestion about it so that's what we did so pretty creative uh but on top of that you know with those suggestions please feel free to share it and get other people to subscribe and the more people we get in here the more we can start learning together and helping each other and that's what it's all about is helping each other get better ideas to get more out of what you want to get from your your training your nutrition and everything all all, all around.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more, Armin. And, you know, if you do have any comments or questions, please make sure that you leave them on the YouTube channel. There's a comment section right underneath and you can Mm -hmm. leave them there. Or if you prefer to email, just put in the subject line, NSP nutrition show or NSP show. And you can email support at nspnutrition.com. And they'll get the question or the comment to us as well. And we'll make sure that we talk about it on a future show. Again, we appreciate your support. Arm and I couldn't do it without you. Thanks for joining us. And check back next week for a new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show.